Good morning, good morning, good morning. Oh, how are we today? Oh my goodness me. Oh, it's very early today. But happy Friday. Oh, have you got that Friday feeling? <laughs> um, You have to excuse me today, I'm afraid. My throat is a little bit sore. Um, So... I'm hoping that it's just because I used my voice a lot yesterday, but um, I do feel as though I might be getting a cold, so that's not good. But never mind. Oh, excuse me. Oh, my goodness me. That's so rude, yawning. <laughs> How are we anyway? Are we all good? I am so happy about that. Right. Um, first of all, uh, I have, well, I have a little bit of an apology to make because the riddle yesterday, um, apparently had quite a few answers. <laughs> it only had one answer written down. So it only had real, really one correct answer as such. However, um, you were all, um, you were all kind of right in the fact that all the answers that you gave me, it could have been. And one of them, um, every time I asked, because uh, I got a message, kept getting messages all through the day saying um, that it was this particular thing. Um, so every time I asked somebody you know, the riddle, um, to see what they would say. They actually answered that as well. So, although um, the riddle itself was, what can fill a room but take up no space? <laughs> the answer um, was light. Now, we did have a right answer, and that was from Jasper. That was the correct... Uh, well, we did have some right answers um but he did say it could also be sound as well but uh we had um to name a few george ariana binyamin and shalomo um all said air and i think everybody deserves to be um right because it could have been sound it could have been air it just so happened that it had it written down that it was light. But everybody that I asked that riddle to yesterday said air. They all thought that it was air. So there you go. It's um everybody, absolutely everybody was right yesterday. <laughs> um, so today's riddle is what has words but never speaks? Well, it's not my little girl for a start off because she talks all the time. And me, I talk all the time as well, so I can't really blame her. Um, can't really complain about her, can I? <laughs> so, um, so yeah, what has... And I'm so sorry because apparently I can't stop yawning. But it is very early in the morning, so um, oh, I can't be to blame either. <laughs> What has words but never speaks? Well, get your thinking caps on 
and riddle me that. <laughs> oh, dear me. Well, thank you to everyone who wished me luck for yesterday. Um, my voiceover job was amazing. I did very well, um, even if I do say so myself. <laughs> um, I was uh, helped along by a real life actor, uh, which was amazing <clears throat> because I got to meet him. Um, I was so nervous yesterday uh, before I left, so nervous yesterday morning. Uh, I almost called to cancel and and not go because I was so nervous. Um, and uh, but I didn't. I made myself go, and um, I'm glad I did. Which is what I was saying to you about. You know, you have to try things even if they make you nervous and scared, because you never know what you are going to um enjoy and what you're what you know you might not enjoy it but then you don't have to do it again do you <laughs> but if you enjoy it you know that next time I get a voiceover job I'm going to enjoy it that little bit more because hopefully I won't be as nervous I'll still be nervous but hopefully I won't be as nervous because I'll know what to expect so thank you all for wishing me luck um it was an amazing experience um i enjoyed every second of it um i enjoyed meeting the actor um mark knightley so if you um uh google him you'll you'll see who it is um you'll i i just i don't know it was a very very good experience um and um yeah so and I made some friends as well so there was a lady who um I met there and she lives just around the corner from me amazingly <laughs> and um and we made plans for her to come round so that was good as well there we go so yes I'm very very glad I went um now I have a fun fact, but it's also something that you can try. But you have to promise me that you're going to be careful if you try it, that you won't try it at on your own. You will only try it if you've got your mum or your dad with you. Um, and um, yeah, my my little girl and my little boy have both tried it just because um it was in their science magazine um so apparently to improve their stitching skills trainee surgeons practice on fruit how weird is that but how weird does that sound now what they do is um and this is where you can try it yourself. You need a needle and thread. But you need to ask an adult if they can make a cut on a banana or an orange. And then you can see if you can stitch it back up again. 
and so it closed. Um, and it's usually black thread that they use. Um, so if you want to keep it kind of, um, you know, real, real looking, <clears throat> then use black thread. But any, any thread will do. So there you go. So just because they need to practice, they practice on a fruit. How amazing is that? Um, so you can have lots of little um, bananas and oranges <laughs> um, in your fruit bowl with little stitches. <laughs> um, although I don't think you can eat them afterwards. <laughs> but good luck. But as I say, you have to be very, very careful. Don't do it unless you have asked an adult um, to make the cut first because you, they'll need a sharp knife to do that. Um, so, um, but it's just like, because barbers, I don't know, um, barbers, uh, they've got, they do like men's hair, cut men's hair, but they also, you must have used my voice is going <clears throat> um they also shave uh, men's faces um and they practice on balloons they squirt all the shaving foam onto a balloon and then shave um without well hopefully without popping the balloon <laughs> because that means they're not going to cut the person's face so there you go that is the fun fact of the day we got two for one there didn't you about the razors or the shaver and the um the surgeon and the barber oh, i'm so good to you aren't i <laughs> anyway i thought we would um read amelia jane um so uh let's have a look it is um i'm sure it's chapter four of amelia jane <coughs> oh my goodness me um and it's called amelia jane has a good idea so here goes the new teddy bear was very small indeed the toy stared at him when he first came into the playroom wondering what he was Good gracious, I believe you're a teddy bear, said Amelia Jane, the big naughty doll. I thought you were a peculiar-shaped mouse. Well, I'm not, said the small bear, sharply, and he pressed himself in the middle. Grrr! Hear me growl? Well, no mouse can growl, it can only squeak. Yes. You're a bear, all right, said Tom, coming up. I hear you've come to live with us. Well, I'll show you your place in the toy cupboard, right at the back there, look. I don't like being at the back, it's too dark, said the little bear. I'll be at the front here, by this big brick box. Oh, no, you won't. That's my place when I want to sit in the toy cupboard, said Amelia Jane. And let me tell you this, small bear, if you live with us, you'll have to take on lots of little bits of work. We all do. You'll have to wind up the clockwork clown when he runs down. 
You'll have to clean the doll's house windows and you'll have to help the engine driver polish his big red train. Dear me, I don't think I want to do any of those things, said the bear. I'm lazy. I don't like working. Well, you'll just have to, said Amelia Jane. Otherwise, you won't get any of the biscuit crumbs that the children drop on the floor. You won't get any of the sweets in the toy sweet shop. And we're allowed some every week. And you won't come to any parties. So there. Pooh, said the bear and stalked off to pick up some beads out of the bead box and thread himself a necklace. He's vain as well as lazy, said Tom in disgust. Hey, bear, what's your name? Or are you too lazy to have one? My name is Sidney Gordon Eustace, said the bear haughtily. And please remember that I don't like being called Sid. Sid! yelled all the toys at once. And the bear looked furious. He turned his head away and went on threading the beads. Sidney Gordon Eustace, said the clown with a laugh. I guess he gave himself those names. No sensible child would ever call a teddy bear that. The bear was not much use in the playroom. He just would not do any of the jobs there at all. He went surprisingly hard of hearing when anyone called to him to come and clean or polish or sweep. He would pretend to be asleep or just walk about humming a little tune as if nobody was calling his name at all. It was most annoying. Sydney. Come and shake the mats for the doll's house, dolls, Tom called. No answer from Sydney at all. Sydney, come here. You're not as hard of hearing as all that. The bear never even turned his head. Hey, Sydney Gordon Eustace, come do your jobs, yelled Tom. Sid, Sid, Sid. No answer. All right, shouted Tom angrily. You shan't have that nice big crumb of chocolate biscuit we found under the table this morning. It was always the same. Whenever there was a job to be done, Sydney come here. But Sydney never came. He never did one single thing for any of the toys. What are we going to do about him? said the big teddy bear. Amelia Jane, can't you think of a good idea? Oh, yes, said Amelia at once. I know what we'll do. We'll get Sidney the mouse to come and do the things that Sidney the bear should do. And he shall have all the things that Sidney the, the bear, all the tidbits and crumbs, the bear should have. He won't like that. A little house mouse getting all his treats. Dear me, is the house mouse's name Sydney too? said Tom in surprise. I never knew that before. When we want him, we usually go to his hole and shout, Mouse! and he comes. 
Well, I'll go and shout Sydney, said Amelia Jane, and you'll see he'll come. So she went to the little hole at the bottom of the wall near the bookcase and shouted down it. Sydney, Sid, Sid, Sydney, we want you. The little bear, of course, didn't turn around. He wasn't going to come when his name was called. But someone very small came scampering up the passage to the hole entrance. It was the tiny brown house mouse with bright black eyes and twitching whiskers. Ah, Sydney, said Amelia Jane, will you just come and shake the mats in the doll's house, please? They're very dusty. We'll give you a big chocolate biscuit crumb and a drink of lemonade out of the little teapot, if you will. Can I drink out of the spout? said the tiny mouse, pleased. I like drinking out of the spout. Yes, of course, said Amelia Jane. The little mouse set about shaking the mats vigorously and the job was soon done. Isn't Sydney wonderful, said Amelia in a loud voice to the others. Sydney the mouse, I mean, of course, not silly Sydney the bear. He wouldn't have the strength to shake mats like that. Poor thing. Sydney, here's the chocolate biscuit crumb and there's the teapot full of lemonade. Well, Sydney the bear didn't like this at all. Fancy making a fuss of a silly little mouse and giving him treats like that. He would very much have liked the crumb and the lemonade himself. He pressed himself in the middle and growled furiously when the mouse had gone. Don't have that mouse here again, he said. I don't like hearing somebody else being called Sydney. Anyway, I don't believe his name is Sydney. It's not a name for a mouse. Well, for all you know, his name might be Sydney Gordon Eustace, just like yours, said Amelia Jane at once. Pooh, whoever heard of a mouse having a grand name like that, said the bear. Well, next time you won't do a job, we'll call all three names down the hole, said Amelia, and see if the little mouse will answer to them. Next night, there was going to be a party. Everyone had to help to get ready for it. Amelia Jane called the little bear. Sydney, come and get set the tables ready for the party. Sydney, do you hear me? Sydney did, but he pretended not to, of course. Set party tables? Not he. So he pretended to be hard of hearing again, and he didn't even turn his head. Sydney Gordon Eustace, do as you're told or you won't come to the party, bawled the big teddy bear in a fine old rage. The little bear didn't answer. Amelia Jane gave a sudden grin. Never mind, she said. We'll get Sidney Gordon Eustace the mouse to come and set the tables. He does them beautifully and never breaks a thing. He can come to the party afterwards then. I'll call him. The little bear turned his head. 
He won't answer to that name. You know he won't, he said scornfully. Call away. No mouse ever had a name as grand as mine. Amelia Jane went to the mouse hole and called down it. Sydney Gordon Eustace, are you there? She called. If you are at home, come up and help us. Sydney Gordon Eustace, are you there? And at once there came the pattering of tiny feet. And with a loud squeak, the little mouse peeped out of his hole, his whiskers quivering. Oh, you are at home, said Amelia. Well, dear little Sydney, will you set the tables for us? We're going to have a party. The mouse was delighted. He was soon at work and in a short while the four tables were set with tiny tablecloths and china. Then he went to help the doll's house dolls to cut sandwiches. The bear watched all of this out of his, the corner of his eye. He was quite amazed that the mouse had come when he was called Sidney Gordon Eustace. <gasps> Goodness, fancy a little mouse owning a name like that. <clears throat> He was very cross when he saw that the mouse was going to the party. Amelia Jane found him a red ribbon to tie round his neck and one for his long tail. He was given a place at the biggest table and everyone made a fuss of him. Oh, good little Sydney, you do work well. Whatever should we do without you? What will you have to eat? The mouse ate a lot. Much too much, the little bear thought. He didn't go to the party, he hadn't been asked, and he didn't quite like to go because there was no chair for him and no plate. <gasps> but all those nice things to eat! Why hadn't he been sensible and gone to set the tables? Good night, Sidney Gordon Eustace, said Amelia to the delighted mouse. We've loved having you. Now, after this kind of thing had happened three or four times, the bear got tired of it. He hated hearing people yell for Sidney, Sidney, down the mouse hole, or to hear the mouse addressed as Sidney Gordon Eustace. It really was too bad. Also, the mouse was getting all the tidbits and treats. The bear didn't like that either. <clears throat> so, the next time that there was a job to be done, the bear decided to do it. He suddenly heard Tom say, Oh, hello, the big red engine is very smeary. It wants a polish again. I'll go and call Sydney." Tom went to the mouse hole and began to call down it. Sydney, Sydney, Sydney. But before the mouse could answer, Sydney the bear rushed up to Tom. Yes, did you call me? What do you want me to do? Uh, dear me, you're not as hard of hearing as usual. Oh, said Tom, surprised. Well, um, go and polish the red engine then. You can have a sweet out of the toy sweet shop if you do it properly. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sydney did do it properly. Tom came and looked at the engine and so did Amelia Jane. 
Very nice, said Amelia. Give him a big sweet, Tom. The bear was pleased. Ha ha! He had done the mouse out of a job. The toys had been pleased with him and the sweet was delicious. And after that, dear me, you should have seen Sidney the bear rush up whenever his name was called. Yes, yes, here I am. What do you want me to do? Very soon the little mouse was not called up from the hole any more, and Sidney the bear worked hard and was friendly and sensible. The toys began to like him, and Sidney liked them too. But one thing puzzled Tom and the big teddy bear, and they asked Amelia Jane about it. Amelia Jane how did you know that the mouse's name was Sidney Gordon Eustace? It isn't, said Amelia with a grin. But it must be, said Tom. He always came when you called him by it. I know, but he'd come if you called any name down his hole, said Amelia. Go and call what name you like. He'll come. It's the calling he answers, not the name. He doesn't even know what names are. Good gracious, said Tom and the bear, and they went to the mouse hole. William, called Tom, and up came the mouse. He was given a crumb and down he went again. Polly Wolly Doodle, shouted the big bear, and up came the mouse for another crumb. Boot polish, shouted Tom, and up came the mouse. Tomato soup, cried the big bear. And it didn't matter what name was yelled down the hole, the mouse always came up. <clears throat> he came because he heard a loud shout, that was all. Amelia Jane went off into fits of laughter when the mouse came up at different calls. Penny stamp, cough drop, sid, 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 dickery dock, rub-a-dub-dub. The mouse's nose appeared at the hole each time. How the toys laughed, all except Sidney the bear. He didn't laugh. He felt very silly indeed. Oh dear, what a trick Amelia Jane had played on him. But suddenly he began to laugh too. It is funny, he cried. It's funny. It certainly was. Amelia would think of a good idea like that, wouldn't she? Well, that's the end of that chapter. But she wasn't naughty, was she? It was more the bear being naughty. So that was nice that she had a, a chapter, a whole chapter where she wasn't naughty. I quite like that. <laughs> but she did have a good idea, didn't she? Um, and it's a bit like... Excuse me again. <clears throat> it's a bit like when um, it doesn't matter what you say to babies. Um, it's the fact that you're talking to them, especially if you use a silly voice. If you try it next time you see a baby, um, doesn't matter what you say to it. You can say anything. You can say Dirty nappy. But if you say it in a funny voice, the baby will laugh. <laughs> so there you go. There's a, a thing that you can try. <laughs> Whatever you want to say. Um, even if you say, who's a naughty boy then? 
the baby will laugh because you're saying it in a funny voice. <laughs> anyway, oh my goodness me. Um, so today is Friday. <sighs> I'm yawning again. I need to go back to bed. I don't know about going to work. <laughs> However, I am um, going to work. Um, and then we have tomorrow and the next day off because it's Saturday and Sunday. Whee! It's nearly the weekend, baby. So don't forget today's riddle, which is... What has words but never speaks? So, get your thinking caps on and let me know what you think the answer is. And don't forget, um, if you're going to try today's um, fun fact about the um, needle and thread uh, sewing up the fruit only do it make sure you promise me that you will only do it um under adult supervision <clears throat> because needles can be <clears throat> sharp and you also need a knife to cut the fruit and make the cut so just make sure that you you've got mum or dad with you okay <clears throat> so you have the most amazing day um doing whatever you want to do or whatever you have to do if it's go to school um and i'm gonna go to work and hopefully have a wonderful wonderful day <laughs> so just make sure that you take care and make sure that you stay safe and I will see you all again tomorrow and hopefully my voice will be a little bit better <coughs> so um, I'll see you all tomorrow bye for now